Welcome to Will You Accept This Podcast, and I'm your host, Laura Ziobro. We usually hold Bachelor news until the end of our episode, but this week the news definitely overshadowed the show itself. I wanted to sort of flip this episode around and instead start with it because it's it's been a lot. There's been so much conversation almost all season regarding a number of allegations and a- against actions from Rachel Kirkinell's past. Um, actions, photos, the like, but that was actually pushed to the side this week based on a new focus on Chris Harrison. Over a week ago, Chris Harrison sat down with extra host and, of course, former Bachelorette lead Rachel Lindsay to focus on the episode of the week. This was not this past episode, but the the one prior. But the interview took a very different turn. Chris Harrison went off regarding the rumors swirling around the season on Rachel Kirkinell. I'm not going to go too much into the interview itself. I believe most of you, if not all of you, have already watched it, perhaps even multiple times. And there have been so many articles summarizing it that I've lost count, not to mention the podcasts that have already released their POVs by this point in time. But what I do want to share is is some of the things that have popped up since the interview aired that I think are worth your time to check out if you have not already done so. I'll be linking to them in the show notes as well so you can easily find them. Uh, one is the AMA on Reddit that Rachel Lindsay did along with her Higher Learning podcast co-host Van Lathan on Monday night uh, that was taking place uh, while The Bachelor was airing. She and her co-host hung out there for quite a while and fielded questions on all things from Bachelor Nation. It was, it was a really great session with her. Two is the episode of their podcast of, of Higher Learning from February 12th titled Rachel Sounds Off. Uh, essentially, Rachel goes behind the scenes of her interview with Chris Harrison. She shares that the interview was released in its entirety on, on YouTube uh, to share his comments unedited so that, you know, they wouldn't leave themselves open to scrutiny as to how they may have chosen to edit, um, edit the discussion. She also shares that Chris himself thought the interview went well, uh, joking with her following, saying that he might take a little bit of heat for some of his comments, but overall he seemed to feel you know, feel okay with how he was going to come off in this interview. It wasn't until the next day when it aired, and of course the backlash started started coming his way, that he kind of changed his perspective on you know on the conversation. That's perhaps the most telling uh, that he thought you know talking over her and not really listening to what she was trying to say to him throughout the interview was completely fine, um, and it wasn't until you know the public started weighing in that he decided to to try to say something otherwise. Third is the powerful seven or so minute video from an account by the name of the Black Black Chillerettes um, that they shared on their Instagram. It's up to um, 1.7 million views and almost 60,000 views in the version with captions for a reason. It it shares some really important information on the history of the discourse on racism, why 2020 only really amplified something that was already very much a problem. People became kind of extra aware of throughout COVID while they were stuck at home. Uh, and, you know, what we do and don't owe to members of the franchise. She goes on specifically to speak to the situation with Rachel Kirkinell saying, what do we owe her but an opportunity to do better, be better, make the correction. They also have done a real have a really well done post on their profile regarding, you know, canceling versus accountability. The death threats that they've received Um, makes me really sad about the Bachelor Nation fan base. But I believe that the reaction also indicates how powerful what they said really is. Um, And the truth that they shared resonated enough that it really hit a nerve. Um, It's definitely worth your time. As of now, Chris Harrison has come out saying he's stepping away from the show, implying a temporary change. There's been sizable public outcry on both sides of the fence as to whether or not the change should be more permanent in nature. 
Cats from this and some prior seasons have shared some group statements supporting the franchise replacing him as the host. Um, as of this moment, the two other notable figureheads of the show, Mike Fleiss and Robert Mills, have not shared anything official on uh, the plans from here. Reality Steve has gone so far as to allege that this controversy may cause them to delay or not move forward at all with the upcoming season of The Bachelorette. We'll see what comes next for the show. Uh, I'm definitely hoping to see more change, real change from the franchise, including not just casting people of color, but actually giving them appropriate time on screen throughout the season. The Bachelor Data Instagram account shared a very telling update on February 12th. This season had the highest amount of people of color, 65.8%, which is amazing. Could be higher still, but great. However, when you look at the split of screen time that they receive per episode, most fall well short of their white cast members when there are a greater number of women that the show could be choosing to focus on. The fifth slide in their data shows the amount of screen time each woman has received, and that's where it's really apparent why we are just starting to get to know many of these women so late in the season. They've touted many of these steps along the way, you know, the diversity of the cast, etc., but it's even more apparent when you look at this that there's so much more to be done here, regardless of, you know, what they ultimately choose to do with Chris Harrison. We're holding the franchise accountable to continue these steps to do so much more to let all the contestants get their moment on screen, to listen more, and to shake it all up if that's what it ultimately takes. We'll be watching to see what they do. I'm excited to introduce this week's guest host. This is Theodora Blanchfield. Theodora is a friend of mine. Um, she is a therapist in training, mental health advocate, and you may know her from her blog, formerly known as Property Runner, now is uh, Theodora's Thoughts. She writes a lot about running, mental health, all kinds of good stuff. So really excited to have Theodora on this week to chat about the episode. Thanks for joining. Thanks for having me. Thanks for having a Bachelor Virgin on. I know. I'm super excited. It's going to be fun to get your perspectives. I A lot of times I feel like I'm, I'm mostly it's me and someone who's watched the show religiously for a long time. So I think it's kind of nice. Mix it up. Get someone who is fresh in with some fresh opinions and thoughts on this season, which has already been a little bit different than the norm. So you joined for an interesting one for sure. Um, and we wasted no time getting down to business this week. Um, we kind of picked up from where last week left off with Heather's really graceful entrance where she was coming through the revolving door, not so successfully, um, to be confronted by the ladies who were not happy about her arrival at all. Um, I don't know if you know much about what happened, but essentially this, this season they've already had one batch of ladies that have shown up partway through, which is not the norm for the season. And so now, yet again, they're throwing someone new into the mix. What did you think about Heather's arrival? Wow. Wow is what I thought. Um, I saw her walk in and in a white dress also. And I was like, does she, is she just going to walk in and get married to him? Like what's going on here? Right. <laughs> um, you know, and I, I think we've talked a little bit before about all of like the racial stuff swirling around this. And it just, the fact that this white woman just waltzed on in and took over while he was talking to this beautiful black woman, just. Ugh, was another level of cringy. It was it was one of those moments where 
you just wish, because this happens a lot, where you just wish that the lead would finally push back and just be like, let me finish this one conversation and then I will get to you. Like it was fine for him, I think, to talk to her. I mean, she's flown cross country because I'm sure production told her to. Um, But regardless, like she's come there, she's quarantined. Okay, fine. Like let her talk to him. But like let Piper, who was having her conversation with him, let Piper have her moment before, you know, she just kind of plunges right in and, and says what she wants to say. It just, I, 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 that I think was what rubbed me the most. And I, I wasn't, I wasn't very optimistic for her regardless, like as to whether, you know, where this was going to go. I didn't really think this was going to end up with her staying on this season. I mean, I think there would have been a full on mutiny if he had kept her around because they were all so angry. I mean, we talked about, you know, her going in and interrupting the conversation with Piper, but there was the exchange with the ladies when she first walks in and they were, I mean, they, they probably could have toned it down a little. Like we've had a lot of, um, yeah. we've had a lot, you know, they said, <laughs> we've had so much friction, I think <laughs> in the house and then people that have been, you know, kind of throughout the season have been really pushing and, and kind of saying uh, too much to other people on the show. So I, I think that was why I was a little bit disappointed to see some of the level to which that went, but I felt like also it was kind of justified because it is so late in the season for her to be waltzing in her white dress. Yeah. yeah, I mean, the white dress really just kind of was the literal icing on the cake. Yeah, absolutely. So I think I think she really thought he was going to keep her around. And I think he ha- he seems super conflicted about it because he is so close yeah. to Hannah Brown and the fact that Hannah was vouching for Heather and their compatibility. I think that was his struggle mostly, but I think in the end, like he just, that wasn't enough. It was too late in the season and it just didn't make sense. And so he was like, no. So I like him making these yeah. assertive decisions and like doing things like yeah. that. So that was good to see. Yeah. I think, yeah, I think he definitely did the right thing, but I feel like you could like kind of see the wheels turning in his, in his in his head and like him kind of working through it out loud and being like yeah. well you know but no what would happen if i did this would it be okay because i think he was disappointed to not be able to explore the yeah. option but i mean he's had so many people that have have come on the season i think he's had the most options thrown his way so i don't think it needs to be like an all you can eat buffet i don't think he needs like every option under the sun so i think it was good for him to be like okay there is a point at yeah. which you got to you got to stop so yeah maybe a little prefix over buffet yeah right oh my goodness so then he sends her home and the ladies are all kind of relieved because they were all getting ready to be like, if he if he brings her on, that he doesn't value my relationship and I don't know if I can be here, that I could just see that was where we were going. So we got to like leave that be. That was good. Um, and so then we go into the rose ceremony where I was, you know, they, they kept showing Serena C and Abigail and I was like, don't send Abigail home because I, I – Abigail, I have a lot of feelings about her and I really wanted him to like have his moment with Abigail. So I was thankful that, you know, with all of the the discussion with Serena C and then and Abigail that it wasn't Abigail that goes home, it ends up being Serena C, which I was okay with because she's been kind of not one of the nicest people in the house. So I was not sad to see her go. I was bummed to see Chelsea go. Um, cause she's just so yeah. like, polished and smart and just, uh, everything about her. And so, and just so like, and just so confident, just like such a presence. Yeah. She just, and, and she's someone who I just, I want to see more of her because she's just so, she's so commanding. She's just very interesting person. And I don't think she is like a bachelor in paradise kind of person. She's just, yeah. she's like a, she's like a 
could have been a lead on the show kind of person. And I just feel like I feel like we probably won't get to see her yeah. again because she's just she's just too good for anything she, but that kind she's of too role. cool. Yeah. Yeah, she's she cool is. Like, she's a, way like too a, cool. a genuine way, just not like I just not, like, I just look at her and I'm people. like, there is no way that I could ever rock like my hair like being that short. Like she just looks so amazing, I know, and I just I whenever know. I see her come on screen, I'm like, oh, it's just impresses me so much. Um, yeah, so, girl crush. Right, I love her. So then we go into the week where we learn there's going to be two one-on-one dates and there's going to be a group date. We start off with. Serena P getting the um the one-on-one date and I believe she's the first one this season to have a second one-on-one date which is always like a big thing um and especially because you know at this point there are two people in the house Jacinia and Abigail who haven't had a one-on-one date at all Abigail of course being our one-on I mean our uh first impression rose recipient which is always a little bit telling when that person doesn't get to then have that one-on-one date it's always interesting because the with the with the ladies like the bachelorette leads the the first impression rose has so much more weight and significance because so many of the first impression rose recipients have gone on to be the final the final one that they choose. The guys don't know what they want as much, so it's kind of <laughs> a hot mess, it, yeah. right? Yeah, I think we had talked about it's kind of like the kiss of death. It seems like yeah, it can it can be. I mean, it's like. It's it, sometimes it can be all of the downside, none of the upside. This season, it hasn't really been a big thing because sometimes the first impression rose recipient, I like Olivia Caridi comes to mind on Ben uh, Higgins season. Like a lot of the ladies were really gunning for her at that point because they saw her as a huge threat. Um, but it didn't really matter because she didn't get a one-on-one date. It didn't go anywhere. So she kind of got like all of the downside, none of the upside. With Abigail, I don't think people were really like they didn't really see her as like a threat or a target. It was just kind of like, okay, that's nice. Um, so it was kind of a unique outlier in that regard. And I think, you know, we'll talk about a little bit more about what he says to her, but it just kind of ends up, I think, being more negative this week than it has been so far. Mm-hmm. So she's super bummed because here goes Serena P off on this date. Um, Serena P is super excited. This date is awful. So <laughs> they, they're, they're like, oh, we're going to go do yoga. Tantric yoga. Like, of all of the people, all of the people on this show, I don't know. Like, I just, I don't think Serena P would be the one that I would pick for this date. I mean, we, we saw... We've seen a lot of, like, sexual chemistry with him and Piper. Um, and it's one of those things you never know if it's just the edit we're seeing for these people or if it's really been their experience dating throughout the, the course of the season. But it just – it surprised me that this was what happened. I don't know. What would, what, would you do if a, what would you do if a guy asked you to go to a tantric yoga date that was going to be um, filmed and televised on national television? Adding that I in. I would just crawl fun. under a rock and die. <laughs> I would crawl under a rock and you, die. Um, you wouldn't say, I mean, "Oh, this is clearly true love. This is clearly true love. He loves me." Like, would I maybe try that with like someone I'd been with for a long time? Maybe. Would I try it with someone that I was competing to on a on a show that millions of people would watch and being surrounded by? No, no, I wouldn't. Um, and you, I mean, you could tell that. She, she was also not okay with it. Like you could just see from her body language that she was like very stiff. And like, I don't, if, you know, if I could see that on the TV, if he's the one touching her, I don't know how he could right? feel that. It's like how oblivious must he be 
to not notice that because they were they were like leaning she in. She looked like I she mean, was like stiff as a board. Yeah. Yeah. There's a difference between some like in that kind of moment you can like people relax down their shoulders. They yeah. kind of like engage. Like she was clearly like clenching yeah. <laughs> almost she was, like very tentative and was like and you know I I wish that I had watched it back through this lens so there's been <laughs> there's been so much conversation on social media about how Matt James kisses because he kisses with his eyes open so there's like people post like gifts everywhere where he's just like like it's like a close-up of someone's eyes all bug-eyed and they're like there he is again staring at them as they kiss so I would love to know, like, I'm like, is this the one time he closed his eyes? Like, did he close his eyes when he was leaning into her? Like, I just, I, I, it would be very ironic if this is the moment he chose to close his eyes to not pick up on some of those cues. I don't, I think he was looking at her throughout this. I mean, they had moments where I remember them leaning in and I remember thinking this would be very awkward because you're just staring in this person's eyes. So there, there definitely were moments, at least like several moments where that happened, but I don't know. It just feels like a huge miss on his part to not pick up on that. And I think it's, I get, I kept, I was getting frustrated throughout the up the this part of the episode because I just wanted her to express what she felt about this and being able and be able to say I'm not okay with this I want to stop and I think yeah. she should have been able to do that and so I mean I I appreciate that she ultimately like they're talking and he's like this was great and she's like I thought it was the worst no, it wasn't. yeah yeah I I like that she told him but I hated that she had to just like push through it when she wasn't into it. Yeah, and he see, and he's he seemed so surprised by it too when she told him, and I was like, "Yeah, he was he was super surprised, but he was also, and I this is where I realized that I think he really does like her a lot because he was so receptive to what she said to him, and I don't think, I mean, I think he would have been receptive anyway, but something about the way he responded just seemed kind of like yeah. very encouraging and affirming towards her, uh, and I was like, if he lets yeah, her go genuine. at this point. I, I was just I was I was like I don't think he's gonna like not give her the rose, but I was like I feel like he can't like not give her the rose at that point because it would look really right. bad. So that was kind of their date, which was interesting. Uh, then we go to <laughs> then we go to our group date, which was the saddest date, the saddest group date we've had so far this season. It was like not a group date. It was a it was just like they got robbed. They were robbed. They've been waiting around all week, and they got a lame little like cocktail party with him. Um, I did appreciate the way he was like, I want to open up the floor for you to tell me like anything that any questions that you have or like any kind of like, yeah. like last call, last call for all of like the feelings, you know, where, where they could either share something about them or ask him a question. So I appreciated that. But yeah, it just wasn't a group date. From this Bachelor Virgin, do they usually do like more like activities than let's yes. just so it's usually a whole stare at each other? thing. It's usually a whole thing. So it's like, um, and, and it's a fair point is that it's usually some ridiculous competition during the day where they occasionally will make them do things that is offensive. So it's like, like, oh, let's make them, you know, run around in something that for some reason is like kind of scantily clad um, and, and do some kind of like physical competition or whatever, just to like either make fools of themselves or like try to exert themselves physically. Like they did like a wrestling match this season and they called it off partway through because he was like, they're going to like kill each other. So, you know, it's, it's something like that during the day. Um, 
last week it was a bowling thing. So it's like something. Um, and it's like a little bit of a competition. And they usually try mm-hmm. to have like a winning team for the day. And then the winners go on to like the evening portion. Or or half the time they're like, oh, just kidding, okay. everyone comes. So like it's like a day-long <laughs> thing. Um, but yeah. during COVID times, they have occasionally skipped the afternoon part and just done the evening part with no explanation for us as the viewers. So just all of a sudden you're like, oh, this is kind of lame. Okay. So – I don't know if that if it was intentional this time or if it was another one of those things like maybe the weather was bad and they couldn't tape outside or like something like that. So but so I mean, I I do think it was I mean, they got some they had some important conversations, but it just it was kind of a bummer of a group date, I think. Um, So but there are some like important things that come out of the discussion. Um, Basically, the conversation he has with Bree, we learn and this made me be like, Brie, go home, because we learned that Brie has given up her dream job, essentially, because she reached the point, I guess, in taping where she's been there too long, and she has to resign from her job. So she does that, and she tells him, and he, and then she, um, and he's just kind of like, oh, great. And then, cool. and, you know, his, his, yeah, and his little, like, um, in the moment to the camera later, he's like, oh, you know, she's really committed and whatever. Like, he doesn't tell her, like, I didn't feel like he reiterated the degree to which, like, the significance that that really has. Like, I really right. appreciate that you value our time together so much that you're willing to do that. He didn't really go that far. I wanted him to, I wanted a little more out of him. I yeah, I mean, that's, makes me, that's a huge, huge deal. Huge that deal. Leaving this job that she really likes and that she's putting her career on hold for this guy that like maybe it's a question mark out with maybe they won't yeah yeah it's just and especially like some of her backstory she talks about how her mom like as a single mom like how much like her job really means to her in the context of her family you know her background and i don't know i just i'm i I hope she ends up give this up for a man Right? It's just like, oh, goodness. So I was I was rooting for her to be like, you know, one of the ones who's like, I have to bow out this season because I can't say no to my job at this point. Because I just don't know if he's going to pick her. And I don't know. That's a lot of – I think that's yeah. a lot of pressure to put on her and her time there and on him. And yeah. I don't know that he was really acknowledging that to the degree that he should that I would want, right? Yeah. And then we also see okay. So his conversation with Abigail. Not impressed. So we talked about how she was the first impression rose recipient and she just kind of asked him like what happened and his answer was I'm very lazy and lame because he talks about how he just basically took advantage or took um took their relationship for granted because they had such a strong start. And so he spent all of his time sort of trying to grow relationships with the other ladies in the house. And he just kind of never came back to her. Not good enough. Like, do better. Like, Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I feel like that uh, would be a red flag. Yeah. Like, to me, to me, I feel like for the other – I mean, obviously the other ladies in the house don't have that context, but – like, it's, like, important information for them to know, I feel like, that, you know, this is kind of what what the reasoning was. I was just disappointed that he – I mean, I, I appreciate the reasoning because it is so late in the season, but it's kind of like, seriously? So, anyway, so he ends up sending her essentially home on the date, which was unexpected. 
And then he gives out, oh, wait, I don't want to forget to mention Kit. So we have Kit, who outlines her life goals, ambitions, her timeline, just kind of throws everything at him. And it's kind of like, either you're in or you're out. <laughs> you know, it was like, oh, it was a lot. And also, you know, I want to get married later, later being 26, but. I know. And she was saying the same about having kids. And I was like, oh, that's so like, old, Kit. You're so cute. <laughs> I mean, it's like on one hand, I appreciated when I appreciated that she said the things because I feel like a lot yeah, of times yeah. I don't know how much they actually express really what they think about these things. So, I mean, I appreciated that. Yeah, um, yeah that she had those goals, right? Cause, and I feel like that's maturity at her age to speak up like that. Absolutely. And part of me thinks that they probably say more about this on the show than we see because there's so many conversations that they never put in the show. And I think they've gotten a lot of pressure or a lot of comments in recent, you know, in the past year because they've kind of had topics in the show that they haven't historically kind of tackled. So I think that maybe they've seen and they've started to, you know, seen that people like these real moments and have started yeah. to put a little bit more of them in. So I'd be curious to know how many of these kind of things along the the seasons that we've missed. Yeah. But I did, I did like that she said all of the things, you know, kind of said her piece, but it also felt like um, that it was kind of a sign of her being like also – like, I don't, I don't care. Like, this is who I am. Again, if you don't like it, I'm just going to leave. And she kind of had a – she kind of – this whole season has felt like she's into him but also a little reserved and a little – I've seen people refer to him. I know some of our guests on the show have referred to her as like that, like a little bit of like an ice princess. And I, I definitely yeah. get that vibe from her where she's just kind of like, you know, if you're if, – if you take it or leave it, you know. Um, and so I couldn't tell – how really engaged she is as far as like wanting to be with him. Yeah, I felt like she was like look, looking for an out. Well, you know, she's very busy. She's very busy running all kinds of things and sharing, you know, cooking tips and yoga workouts and all kinds of things on the good old gram. So, <laughs> <laughs> and she has to finish school. She has to finish school. Which I mean, I, I applaud. I think that's good because so many yeah. people come on the show and never finish school or abandon whatever really? their normal whatever is in favor of being yeah. an influencer or whatnot from this point on. So, I mean, finish your degree kit. That's okay. That's okay. Um, so then people, like we've had so many people this this during this group date who say all this serious stuff and then he gives the rose to Rachel, which I found very disappointing. <laughs> I'm like, I feel like Brie deserved the rose, but... But it's kind of what I expected he was going to do, just the same. Yeah. And so then, then Kit goes back to the house and she's like, I got, I got to go back and talk to him. I got to go back. And so then she goes and talks to him. But oh, wait, but not after, not until he goes and has his awkward, which was okay, but his slow dancing scenario situation with uh, Rachel and Aloe Black. Don't want to uh, forget that. Don't want to forget that. It was a little, it was a little painful. It's a little painful. Definitely better than, you know, I still remember, I think it was Nick Vial and Danielle, maybe, on their date. Like, they were up on, like, an elevated platform in the middle of, like, a crowd. So that's, like, next level. Like, this was just, like, awkward in a conference room kind of thing. Like, we're in the, you know, in the venue (laughs) that they're at the resort they're staying at. But still, these these, these are always, like, a little bit awkward. But um, not much to say beyond that. So then, back to Kit. Uh, yeah, so she just basically goes and tells him, like, that she's not 
you know, where she thinks she should be and doesn't know that she can get there. And so basically saying that, you know, she doesn't think that, you know, that it's fair to her, you know, fair to him rather to stay because he deserves someone who is, you know, 100% sure about him getting down on one knee. And that's just not her. Um, She has a little bit of doubts and, you know, she's just, you know, thinking that that's where she needs to go. And so he's like appreciative of that. She leaves and then gets in the car and is like, did I make the biggest mistake? And I think the answer is no, no, Kit. Yeah. We'll see you on Bachelor in Paradise. I think that's yeah. much more her speed. I think yeah, I for some think of so. these people, it's like you can tell that they like him enough. I think she likes him enough, but I don't think he's her person. Yeah. And I think she will be much more interesting on Bachelor in Paradise. So I look forward to that. Glad we did not lose her to an awkward engagement. Um <laughs> <laughs> And so then we're just, failed. right, right. <laughs> and then we're just down to our final date. Um, and we have that with Jacinia. Um, and basically, so this date, they do, it's like they're drifting, which I was not familiar with the term, but apparently is kind of like driving a car around an obstacle course-ish situation. Nope. Nope. And uh, doing it on a kind of... Drifting, which, you know what, I kind of did that the other day. Was that yesterday? Yeah, because we've had so much, like, snow and ice up here. I kind of got a little drifting in. Not fun. <laughs> I don't like it at all. Not a fan. Yeah, no. Um, nope, nope, nope. Why would you do that intentionally? Yeah. No. And it's and it's a lot to ask, I think, of someone to go on this kind of date. It's different. So, like, Ari was, like, the bachelor, and he's a race car driver. Okay, fine. If they had done that, they did a yeah. race car type like date but I don't think anybody rode in a car with him that would have made more sense because he has like professionally driven a race car somewhat um but like I don't want to get in a car with Matt James Matt James lives in New York City he probably doesn't hardly even drive a normal car like let alone this right yeah okay I didn't know that no no I mean he's from North Carolina so he probably has driven cars more regularly in his life but, but I mean, but, let's yeah. think of like, I had a hard time even getting car insurance when I moved out of the city because they didn't care. It had been so long since I had regularly driven a car that they didn't care that I had driven for like so many years of my life previously. So if an insurance company won't Wait, give really? me insurance, yes, it was a disaster. So if a, <laughs> they won't give me insurance, like, I don't think that he should be driving yeah. that car right now. Just saying. And I definitely would not. Like, as someone, like, if you're someone who's just been kind of dating him for a few weeks, I would not want to be in the car with him, not knowing how he's going to approach this. Because, like, we saw what he did. Like, he was just running into all of those, but I would be freaking out. Yep. I, as as awkward and terrible as I saw the tantric yoga, I would still do that over the car. I'm torn. I'm very torn. Like, both of them are very awkward. I think I know when we talked about this before, I said I would do the tantric yoga. I mean that I would do the the, the car. I think I'm changing my mind. Like I've thought about it some more. Yeah. I think the tantric yoga would have to win as much as it like hurts my soul to say that. Safer. <laughs> that sounds like a t- it's safer. Yeah, it is safer. Yeah, I agree. I agree. But it's and old. I knew <laughs> I'm just like, oh, my gosh. But I knew I, – and the other thing is that I knew that I, I was pretty certain he was not going to keep her around. So I'm like, just just, just 
tell him no and like be done yeah. because I don't think this is yeah. going to end in your favor and I don't think this is the way to go out. But so then they go on to the evening part of the date where she, of course, because we're so long enough into the season that she has to profess her love. So she tells him that she's falling in love with him and we got like his facial response. He didn't actually say the words, but his face just said, thanks. Like he just kind yeah. of was like, how do I get out of this? Oh, cool. you know? Yeah. <laughs> I don't think she really expected what was coming, which she, which he's like, yeah, I just don't see us getting there. Yeah. Right. Cause you, you don't, you don't say something like that if you don't think it's going to be reciprocated. No, but they also at this, this is so far in the season that if you don't say that to the lead, especially the way that the show has trended lately. If you don't say like by this point, cause it's going into hometown that like they don't want to bring, they don't want to meet families for people that they don't think are going to be ready to actually accept an engagement. And so they want people who have given them the validation that they're like, okay. at a certain yeah. level. So especially for these people that they're kind of like not sure where they stand and haven't been as into, they're looking for more. So I think she just felt pressured that she had to say it. And he, that's, he was, I mean, he was, I think he was always going to send her home, but I think that yeah. made it easier. And then instead of having the conversation and him being like, I'm just not like as into you, it kind of forced it because he's like, well, I can't say it back. Can't remotely say it back. So I'm going to say bye. <laughs> yeah. So was not surprised and then we go to the rose ceremony where we're down to um giving out the final there's two roses that are up for grabs and we're down to piper michelle and brie who are waiting i was bummed because i didn't want any of them to go home which i like that i feel that way in some regard because then as we yeah. get to the end of the season and i'm like i don't care about any of these people like who home. are yeah. they why are they here so i actually was like i really like all of them so that made it harder and i was surprised i think he feels like he has a strong connection with all of them but i was very surprised that he let piper go because she's like the person i know i talked about it earlier she's the person that i feel like he has the most like physical chemistry with so part of me figured like i was like he has to to keep one of those type of people around but I guess right. no I guess he doesn't care about that at all I don't know <laughs> yeah poor, 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 Piper, poor Piper had a really rough episode she did and I mean I think she just has she has a lot of personality a lot of um kind of energy to her I think we will definitely see her in paradise I mean we saw the way she responded when Heather pushed her away and she was like dealing with all of that. Like she definitely has the like fiery side. Fire. Um, yeah. <laughs> and so I don't, I don't think they're going to like let her go. I think we will see her again. Um, I mean, I think most of the people that we're left with aside from, from Rachel, I'm just, I don't think she would be a great one, but I think any of the people we're left with, I think would make a strong lead for the bachelorette too. So um, I guess we'll see what happens with that. Um, but she was, like her exit was great, I thought, because I always love seeing how people respond. And usually they walk them out and they like put their arm around them or like, you know, either like on their shoulder or link up or like whatever it is that yeah. they do or hold their hand or something physical, which I'm always like, I wouldn't want to do that with like some guy who just dumped yeah, me. I'd I would be like, be like, don't touch me. I'd be like, yeah. don't touch me. Yeah. <laughs> So, like, he insists on taking her out. So she, like, walk, they walk beside each other, whatever. And then usually they, like, have, like, some final hug and it's, like, a thing. And so, no, Piper's just, like, 
bye and like just gets in and closes the door i i loved it because it was just like yeah she was like done but she didn't make a scene because like sometimes they're they they have to have like their last word that they get in and so i kind of like that you know she she made a statement without making a statement you know which was nice it was was a classy way out so i'm curious i know that not having watched it all season, you may or may not remember names, but is there anyone that you were most like most impressed with that you would like to see him end up with? No, I I, I don't feel like I got to know anybody well enough. That's fair. That's fair. It's still it's as far as we are into the season, it still is there still is a lot to go. There's always a lot to come, I think, based on um you know, the way that they interact with their families. There's always a like it's very telling and then ultimately the there's like the week where they the the ladies that are remaining it'll be down to i think three at that point will meet his his family so i think between those two you always get a a good read as to who is going to be kind of the the people like left standing at the end if you will so it was it was an interesting week lots of drama lots of change lots of people leaving um probably more drama outside of the actual episode but you know lots going on lots to take in and I think it'll be an interesting one to see kind of where things go from here yeah it was definitely an interesting one for me to jump into I know you're kind of like coming in and in, in, in the middle of everything you missed you missed all of the well not all of but you missed a lot of the the drama in the house there were several people on the season who were like essentially it felt like just there to cause problems and so we're we're past all of those people and we're down to the people who are there for the right reasons kind of battling it out for you know the final stretch so um we got a lot of things ahead we got the hometowns we got them meeting his his family we've got fantasy suite week which is always the most awkward concept to me um (laughs) Which we learned it was interesting last season. We had a little bit of a, a different spin on that. So um, there were there was a lot coming out of that where Tasha um, essentially let go one of her final few um, based on some conversations they had around religion in the fantasy suite. So I get mm-hmm. so much so much of a rap about like oh the sex yeah. that happens and it's like also it's the off camera time and the additional conversation which I feel like we don't see a lot of discussion around so that was interesting so um always interesting to see if, the, if they're right and that's the stuff that's ultimately them. more important like yeah well and it's it's interesting because you know um becca kufrin who was one of the leads on the season she ended up um like it's been all in the news that she ended up with um her final choice was very opposed to her politically and you know she 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 said like if they ever had her back on for another season she would ask every single person in the house who they voted for and ask a lot of questions about that. So I mean I think it's like as much as they try to have these serious conversations at certain points. I yeah. mean there's always something that's not going to be covered, you know, right. in that discussion. So it's just it's it's interesting to see more focus on that and um you know, hope, and I think the more that they kind of encourage people to have those kind of conversations, then obviously the more successful I think people will be off the show. Because, like, obviously yeah. she had huge pro- – like they ended up not staying together because of things he was saying during the midst of, you know, all yeah. the protests and everything. He was, like, not um, on the same side oh. of her with a lot of things. And so it became – kind of a whole issue there so and it's things that could have been avoided if they had had more of those types of conversations obviously so I like the show mm-hmm. doing more of those types of things and encouraging that so hopefully more to come this season yeah it seems like that. it's like evolving 
better with the times. Yeah. So here's hoping. I mean, there's still, obviously, with everything that's going on, there's still a lot more progress to come. But, you know, change takes time. So anyway. Well, thank you so much for coming on. It was so great to chat with you and get to kind of catch you up on this season. I appreciate you kind of jumping in and tackling a bit of an untraditional season um, and, you know, hopping on to talk through with us. And uh, we'll have to have you back on another point to talk about what's happening as well. Yes, I might be a convert now. I might keep watching. So it's it's an interesting show when you kind of take a minute to pause and think about all of the craziness. If you just kind of just watch it and take it too seriously, yeah. I feel like it's a little. It can be a little bit different of a, a perspective, but yeah, I st- anyway. I started originally feeling very feminist about it and being like, "This is kind of gross. Like, what is going like, on? Yeah, like everyone groveling over one man, and they seem like they're strong women, but yeah." Once I, yeah. you know, kind of dropped that. I kind of like, let oh, go okay, of that. Yes. <laughs> well, we will talk with you later. Thanks for joining again, Theodore. And we'll talk with you next week. Thanks for having me. Yes. Thank you. Bye. Connect with us on Twitter at AcceptThisPod, where we live tweet episodes and share updates on Bachelor News. Also, subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, SoundCloud, and on Google Play. If you love us, take a minute and leave us a lovely five-star review. Nothing makes our day more. We'll talk to you soon. Bye.